This reading is from the Gospel of Luke. The fourth chapter begins with the first verse. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone that I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command His angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. That's the end of that reading. So when you think of temptations, what are the things that first come to mind? Chocolate. What? Chocolate. Someone else said something. Flesh, okay. Ice cream. All right. What else? What other things come to, come to mind? Temptations. What? Whipped cream. Yes, whipped cream. Right out of the can, right? The can? Yeah. When I was your age, we didn't have a can of whipped cream. We had to eat it with a spoon. Horrible. Horrible. Yes. Ancient. I mean, when I was a kid, we had to go to the milk tank, take it out, take the cream out of the tank, take it anyway. We actually did. That's a whole other story. So... Yeah, it's funny how we think about these things, I think. The, the temptation, it, it is how it often, so often, is about food for us. Americans are obsessed with food. What we should eat, what we shouldn't eat, all those kinds of things. We think about those as, as, as the temptations. Again, not the musical group. But what's interesting here in this scripture passage from Luke is what, the, what temptations really are all about. And what's also interesting is that so oftentimes what I hear preachers do and what I hear other people do with this scripture is we hear these temptations that Jesus experiences and then we sort of, we, we say, oh, well, they're, they're, they're akin to the temptation to eat the wrong kind of food or to, or to splurge on ice cream or, or whipped cream or something like that. I don't think they have anything to do with each other. I think that this is a completely separate, yes, they're temptations, it's the same name, but it's something completely different. So let's get, I want to give you some background here. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan 
what just happened at the Jordan, Bible scholars? Right, he was baptized by John the Baptizer. And what happened there? Right, the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove came, and then there was a voice from heaven, this is my son, the beloved. So, so it's this amazing experience. Jesus, um, at least if he's the only one who hears that voice, or if everyone does, we don't really know, but what we, what we do know is this was, this was a coming out experience. Jesus is entering into his ministry now. He's, he's, he's in, a, in a sense, publicly declare, been declared um, as God's beloved. And so now we would think people are already talking about maybe he's potentially the Messiah. He's at least a great rabbi at this point who's been anointed by God in, in, this, in this way. And so, so here he is. He sort of has this, 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 this experience, right, where he's, he's lifted up. And then immediately it says, and in Mark, I'm sure it says immediately because everything happens immediately in Mark. But in Luke, it said, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And if you've ever been to Israel, you know that, you know, the Jordan River to the wilderness is not, not far, it's really interesting how uh, what, what they call wilderness is, is not far at all. And, and really wilderness there is not like we think of it. It's not a dark wood at all. It's more of scrub brush and, and, and big, huge hills of sand, basically. That's what they would call the wilderness. So, but he was led by the spirit to the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. And the, and the word here, the Greek word here is diabolos. I love that word, diabolos. That's, it is really devil here. In, in other, um, in, in, I think in Matthew, it might be the tempter. So it's not diabolos, but it's another word um, that means the tempter. In Mark, I think it might use that as well. Um, so this is one of the few places where we get the word devil from. And so it says he ate nothing at all during those days. And when they were over, he was famished. Now, this is an interesting again, you always ought to ask the question, why is this here? What, why is this little piece of information here? Well, I think part of it is, is to show his humanity and also to show his vulnerability. Because when, have you ever gone to the grocery store when you're hungry? I mean, I'm vulnerable to all kinds of things, double chocolate chip cookies, you know, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Uh, things that I, you know, don't, wouldn't, that aren't on the list. They get on, they get in the, they get in the basket. And, but I think it's just showing that Jesus, Jesus is vulnerable here. I don't want to make light of that at all, but that, that he's vulnerable, that he's human. And so the devil says to him, if you are the son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. I think this is so interesting because the devil knows who Jesus is. All throughout the scriptures in the New Testament, every time Jesus encounters an unclean spirit or any other kind of spirit, they know exactly who he is. There is not a question, like we were talking about the kids, who am I? There is not a question that the spirits and, the, and Diabolos know who Jesus is. He is the son of God. He is the Messiah. The devil knows this is a, this is, it's interesting how this is phrased. If you are the son of God. But I think the temptation within this temptation is this, the, the, the larger one, which is now how it relates to us. Is it's not about who are you, but how are you going to be 
who you are? How are you going to live into who you are? This isn't about his identity. The devil knows who he is. Jesus, we think, knows who he is. But how is he going to be the Son of God? How is he going to be the Messiah? And so the temptation is really about living out that identity. If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. It is written, one does not live by bread alone. You know, will you be a Messiah that's going to use, apparently the devil believes that he can turn these stones into loaves of bread. Are you going to use your magic powers, basically, to feed yourself or to feed other people? Are you going to be that kind? Are you going to use power in that way? And again, these are great questions because some people would say, why didn't Jesus use his power that way? Why, why doesn't God just provide enough for everybody? Why? I mean, those are, those are questions for another time, but, but it is interesting that this is the path that Jesus is choosing to walk even in this very earliest stage, coming off of this really high point as he's coming out, and now he gets tempted. Then he leads him up and he shows him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil says to him, to you all give their glory and and all this authority for it's been given over to me. Um, Much ink is spilled about how did did the devil get the authority over the kingdoms? Um, I'm not going to go into that today because that's not the point, but you could look into it if you're you're interested in that. Um, I give it to anyone that I please. If then you will worship me, it will all be yours. Are you willing to trade your identity as the son of God for power. Because, I mean, he is the son of God, so wouldn't he do wonderful things as the, as the, to have authority over all these kingdoms? Wouldn't he do wonderful things as the leader of, of, of all of these kingdoms? Yeah, I mean, just have to worship the devil. I mean, what's the harm in that? Right? Again, how is he going to live out who he is. Then he takes him to Jerusalem, puts him on the pinnacle of the temple. So this is the center of the Jewish faith, right? The center of Jesus's people and, 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 where, and where God is said to reside, right? If you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here for it is written, he will come, this is from the Psalms now, he will command his angels concerning you to protect you and on their hands they will bear you up so you will not dash your foot against a stone. Now here it is, will, will you be someone who will demonstrate your power and your blessedness in one of the most public areas to gain people's eyeballs, right? To get maybe their allegiance. Is that how you're going to live out who you are? And Jesus says, it's said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, He departed from him until an opportune time. I love that. Until an opportune time. One writer uh, wrote about this passage that who we are, who we choose to be, seems to be tested a lot. Maybe, she wrote, every single day. Let me say that again. Who we are, who we choose to be seems to be tested a lot. Maybe every single day. 
And this is how those temptations, these temptations are similar. Because here's the thing, children of God, you know who you are. Did you hear the children's message? That was for all the children. There are people in here who they like the children's message much better than this one. And so I'm, I try, always try to make it good so that you'll, you know, you'll get it. Um, Cause that's how I usually get it a lot better too. When I go worship somewhere else, but your identity is secure and locked up. You are a child of God. Now the question and the temptations come in how are you going to live as a child of God? How are you going to live as a child of God? You are called and you are already part of, we know, a wholeness and a wholeheartedness in God that you know, in those, in those amazing times that you know it, you can taste it, you can touch it, you can feel it. I mean, maybe it happens in worship. Maybe it happens when you're out in nature. Maybe it happens when you're, when you're listening to music. Maybe it happens when you're running. Maybe it happens when you're playing the guitar. Maybe it happens, you know, wherever it is. You have this sense that, that things are complete and whole. And, and as people of faith and as children of God, if you connect all that up, you go, this This is where it is. This is who I am. I am a child of God. But the questions every single day are, how are you going to live that out? And the temptations come. And most of the time, the temptations for us, as I look around this room, are not usually between good and bad. Really, for the most part. And most of us, at least as I know you, you know, we're, we're choosing between good, pretty good, better. But sometimes we get so tempted by wanting to do good that we just choose good. Good, 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 good. And we never get to better and we never get to best or wholehearted. We're doing all these things and we're touching all these lives and it's wonderful you know, I mean, we're helping out nonprofits and we're running fundraisers and we're serving at the church and we're, we're trying to care for our family and we're, we're doing all these things and we're just, we're just, you know, it's like whack-a-mole. We're hitting all these things and the temptation is we want to do more good. The good almost tempts us in a, in a, in a, in a stronger way than the bad because we know what, where that path leads. But what we don't realize is that sometimes the good, all the good that we're doing leads us to be so disconnected from who we are. And then we get exhausted. And I'll speak for myself, and then I get resentful. And then I get angry. And then I take that anger out on myself first, and then I take that anger out on the people around me. Not very wholehearted. Not the way I want to live out who I am as a child of God. And the beautiful part of that is that, is that God, God does not say to us, okay, you're a child of God, now live perfectly. Throughout the scriptures, we, 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 read, we read these wonderful stories of people who, as they seek to live out who they are, and when they get put in positions of power, when God anoints them to do great things, they oftentimes really mess it up. And so the gift of the temptation is that then when you mess it up and you get exhausted and you get resentful or or when something bad happens, 
it can be an opportunity to wake up, to be reminded about who you are, and to say, you know, I, I want to I live into this differently. And, and what's beautiful is, is that Jesus, as he lived into his path, he walked the path of the cross and died and was raised again to remind us that we are children of God and that we have been healed in that mystery of the cross and resurrection. That even when we mess it up, God says, you're still my child and I love you and I forgive you. Now, how are you going to live? How are you going to live? So today, I want you to remember that you, what I know about you is that you are a beloved child of God. You are called to wholeness and wholeheartedness. And each one of you is unique and your path is unique. You are called to choose how you're going to live that out on your own. The temptations that Jesus had are not your temptations. The temptations that I have are not your temptations. Yours are your own, and you have to face those in particular ways. And you have a community that can help you figure that out. How shall you live out? You, don't, you shouldn't live it out like Joel's trying to live it out. Or like a man is trying to live it out. Or anybody else, you are called to live out your being a child of God in your own way. And wherever that path leads, God is there with you. When you wander off the path, when you feel like you're walking in that dark wood and you're, and you, and you're being tempted by those things and you're angry and you're resentful and you start to wake up, God is already there forgiving you and drawing you into that path where you can choose again how you're going to live out who you are. May you find the gifts in the dark wood.